Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Judy, screening your calls. Hal Abrams. (laughs) For Alan Cable, dog trainer extraordinaire, dog father Joey Villani, animal communicator Joey Turner, or Dr. Debbie. A lot of calls for uh, Alan today. We've got some calls. Yes, we do. I noticed We've got not, some calls just for you. Not as many. Poet didn't even know it. Yeah. Feeder Longfellow, they don't show it. There you go. I see Ladybug, the studio stunt dog, is answering <laughs> calls again, too. Which yes. is Are these cats or dogs calling her? Who's I talking don't know. to her? Is she using up our minutes? She is. We might no. have some important calls. You might want to get her off the phone. <laughs> okay, Ladybug. That's <laughs> enough. You don't, you don't have one of those prepaid calls, <laughs> no, do you? I don't. No. Good. Uh, <laughs> A prepaid dog card. That's great. That's hey, right. You're not a chihuahuas. They don't stop. <laughs> it you, looks like a leg. The dog card. <laughs> <laughs> That's a cute idea. Get on that right after the okay, show. I think there's I'm something in there. I see in Calgary, if you're listening in Calgary, and I don't think we have any listeners in Calgary. But if It you could have, be online. It could be. Okay, if you're listening online or the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android. Uh, in Calgary, you're very lucky because you can actually make money with your dog droppings. They're uh, studying them. They, they're looking what? for gastrointestinal parasites. So the city of Calgary is sponsoring a study where some 6,000 dog owners that live near city parks wishing to participate may leave their pet's poop outside their doors to be picked up. Oh. You know, I'm going to do oh. that. I'm going to be in Canada. I'm leaving. I'm, oh. I'm leaving tomorrow. What, what are you doing in I'm Canada? Gonna bring, I'm going to bring dog droppings with me and I'm going to make some money. That's huh. beautiful. That's that, a beautiful that is, sentiment. That is. Yes. Right? It's a good idea, isn't it? Alan, you want to call uh, me? How about... Just how don't about if we leave our... You got dog droppings? You got a bag of dog droppings Just you don't sit next to him on how, the plane. How about, <laughs> how about if we leave our own outside the door to see if the nerds... Oh, you know, I would love, to, I'd love uh, to put that in the uh, luggage uh, and send it through <laughs> and just to see what they would think. TSA would have fun. I always like to mess with TSA. Let's hit the phones. 1-866-405-8405. That is toll free. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Our brand new dog trainer, Alan Cable. Dog father, Joey Villani, or animal communicator, Joey Turner, for you right now. Hey, Ray. Welcome to the show. Uh, hello, Dr. Debbie. Um, Hi. Okay. I have a 13-year-old male, American uh, red tabby, okay. who who's, appears to have glaucoma. Uh, okay. so what you see is two clear glass balls. There is no, what's it called, iris? You pupil? can't see the like the pupil, yeah. Okay. It's none. Uh, people come. I mean, I live at a, a senior citizens complex. My neighbors come around and say, "Whoa!" You know. In fact, they pointed it out to me before I noticed it. And now, is he able to see? Are you noticing vision problems? You know, that little guy is just doing fine. He's healthy. He's doing everything he used to. He's a little more skittish than normal. Okay. okay. Oh. His right eye uh, is a um, uh, bit swollen. A couple of uh, people who have had some experience said, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, his right eye is especially. Uh, But it's not watery or it's just bigger. Yeah. And anytime we have a a pet's eye where it actually visibly looks bigger than the other one, then we definitely worry about things like glaucoma, which is basically an increase in the fluid pressures inside the eye. And as that escalates, it can actually make the eye look enlarged. Um, And if that is carried on for some time, we can also see some changes to the pupil in the eye so that um, basically you can almost see into the back of their eyes. There's very little colored iris to the eye that you can see. 
see. Um, if that's going on, I would definitely be suspicious of glaucoma, although there can be some other diseases, um, some retinal diseases that can sometimes have a similar appearance, at least with the pupil. So for a pet like this, I would say my number one thing is really to, to, to get a good look inside the eye and, you know, to start with a pressure on the eye. Kind of like when you go to the eye doctor and they do that horrible puff of air test. And I tell you, I, I hate it every time. Oh, I tried yeah. my hardest to keep my eyes open. Thankfully, <laughs> we don't do that test to our animals. Um, there's actually, uh, we put a little anesthetic on the eye and we measure pressure with an instrument. Of course, they don't tell me they don't think it's, you know, scary as the puff of air test, but, you know, I think it's better. So, um, but that would be definitely what I would see about doing for your kitty because that one test may help us decide where we need to go with things. Um, if we do have true glaucoma where there's a high pressure, that can be horribly painful. And even though pets don't always complain, it can, it can certainly be very uncomfortable. Um, and in kitties, they're a little challenging because they don't develop often glaucoma just by itself being a genetic problem. It's usually secondary to other kind of problems in their body. So when we see that, we definitely say, okay, we got to look this kitty over and make sure we don't have other um, infections or tumors in the eye or other types of body conditions that can cause this increase in pressure. Um, but it is really, it can be very uncomfortable and it became, becomes a quality of life issue for many kitties um, that if we can't control it with medicine, um, in some cases we'll actually go to the discussion of, you know, if we got a big painful swollen eye, it's a uh, palliative um, step to remove pain, to actually remove the eye and do an enucleation surgery. So I don't discount that possibility if we have true glaucoma and you don't want to mess with medicine or it's beyond hope and the eye is un- unable to see. Um, but I really think that, you know, number one would be we, we need to get this pet into the vet so we can take a look down that eyeball and uh, get, get you a better idea what you might be facing there. Uh, Dr. Debbie, um, is that uh, certainly is my concern, and I investigated. I called three, uh, quote, regular veterinarian services, and they each uh, declined and referred me to a, a cat or an animal eye specialist. And then I called the animal eye specialist and discovered uh, one of those that's uh, in uh, my area uh, visits here one day a month, and uh, the, the cost of a normal visit is like two and a half times the normal visit, and uh, and I estimate, and and then the eye drops, uh, which you know even for human uh, coma uh, is quite expensive, like sixty eight dollars a month. I'm going, yeah. oh, uh, if I walk into the specialist's office, I got to have three hundred and fifty or more dollars in my pocket, mm-hmm. and. Hmm. I, uh, I, you know, Tommy's a great buddy for all these years, but I don't have three hundred and fifty dollars. Yeah, and you know, and I guess I can't comment on the capability or the comfort level of the veterinarians in the area, but uh, we have specialists, and we have a whole bunch of different eye doctors here in our Vegas area. But it's something where, um, as a practitioner, as a kind of family practice of veterinarian, I'm very comfortable at least making the initial diagnosis and, and treatment. So I might encourage you to kind of look around, uh, maybe call around a little bit more, because it isn't uh, a hard distinction to make at least that initial call so that you can be 
armed with more information about whether you truly do have glaucoma or if your kitty has some other condition that's affecting the retina and really not causing any pain to the eye at, at all. Well, In that case, you might not need any therapy. So for me, I'd say, yeah, that would be my first uh, recommendation for you is to see if you can find a veterinarian that at least has what they uh, can measure a pressure in your kitty's eye in their office and see if you can sidestep that maybe that specialty referral and, unless you really need to. I mean, thank you for reminding me or letting me know that it could be something other, something small, something not such a big deal. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so so how do I go about, you know, I just, just keep calling veterinarians, hoping to find someone that... Uh... You know, there there are, um, you may have some resources with the local ophthalmologist, so if, if you talk to their office and say, hey, you know, I, I don't know if I need a referral, is there someone in the area that does have um, an ability to do eye pressures in general practice? And they may have a, a relationship with... Specialists know what vets in the area have certain capabilities, so they may be able to even direct you to say, okay, here's that initial visit, then we can see if you need that referral afterwards. If you have any problems, email me back, and I'll see if I know anyone in the area that I can direct you to. And by the way, her email address, DocDebbie, D-O-C-D-E-B-I-E, at AnimalRadio.com. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. Scientists are trying to find out why kangaroos are so polite, or at least why they don't burp. Cows burp a lot and are the largest contributors of greenhouse gases which are known to raise the Earth's temperature. Scientists have been experimenting with different kinds of non-gas-inducing feed for cows, but a new study is trying to learn more about the ways kangaroos live without burping. So far, the studies indicate that it's something in the kangaroo's stomach, an enzyme that can break down the food without the gas. If they can identify the enzyme, it might help the cows with their gas. And luckily for the cows, it doesn't seem to have anything to do with jumping around on your hind legs. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Let's talk about dog behavior. Dogs need attention. They need your attention. It doesn't matter if it's positive attention or negative attention. If you're giving your dog attention, he thinks you're rewarding him. The best way to teach your dog how to behave is to only give him affection and attention when he's doing the right thing, the thing that he should be doing. Ignoring your dog and taking attention away from him is powerful. Turning and walking away. Turning your back on him. Totally ignoring him. Let's say you bring your dog in from the street and you want to clean his paws with a towel. You get him to go down, and when you start to clean his paws, he starts moving around and fidgeting, and you start getting frustrated. So you start talking to him. Lay still! Well, the more frustrated you get, the more you try to get him to lay there and let you clean his paws, the more he's going to get excited and jump around. So what's the answer? As soon as he starts to get excited, you just stand up quickly and stare off into space. Or walk away into the house and leave him there for a couple minutes. You might have to do it over and over again, but eventually he's going to get the message that if he acts that way, you're not going to pay any attention to him. You're not going to touch him. He'll start to realize that the bad behavior's not working anymore. And when your dog gets the idea that you want him to lay still, or you want him to just lie down when people come over and ring the doorbell, he's going to do it because your dog wants to please you, and he wants to be with you. It's important to understand that dogs 
dogs are very sensitive to you, your body language, what you're doing, where you're looking, how you're carrying yourself. People get into trouble because they want their dogs to be there for them when they want them there. Then they want their dogs to do a disappearing act when they don't want them there, when they're not in the mood. They want to be able to flick the dog on like a light switch. Once you understand how dogs think, how they communicate what their body language means, you can teach them just about anything. How to go to the bathroom outside, how to heal, sit, stay, how to behave when people come over to the house. The key to it all is patience, calm leadership, and total consistency so that your dog's able to learn the rules. Because dogs need rules. Doing that will make your dog calm and fun to be around. And don't forget, they need plenty of exercise. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Red Barn canned food for cats and dogs is grain and gluten-free. Hey, everybody. This is Kenny Lee Lewis from the Steve Miller Band. Just want to tell everybody out there on Animal Radio, thanks for loving your pets. Celebrating our connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio. Here are your hosts, Al Abrams and Judy Francis. And lest us not forget your dream team, Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions, animal communicator Joey Turner, dog father Joey Volani, and ladies and gentlemen, we welcome to the team, dog trainer Alan Cable. Let's all bow, please. <laughs> Ow, I hit my head. <laughs> <laughs> You, well, you guys aren't supposed to bow at the same time yeah, facing that was, each other. <laughs> well, I didn't know there was an order here. <laughs> uh, Alan comes to us. Now, you're actually originally from Brooklyn is what I'm finding out? Yes, I'm a, I was evicted. They threw me out. I wasn't tough enough for those people. So well, they sent you to California, huh? They sent me away. I, I, I was I just couldn't I couldn't immerse myself in the lifestyle of telling people that they were jerks all the time, and and I I couldn't be in front of the pizza line and get pizza. I couldn't do what New Yorkers ah, do. I understand that. Wait, so they sent with the rest of the wimps. Okay, back out to California <laughs> with me. Okay, they they shipped me out too, but they shipped me out because um I was on the most wanted list in New Jersey, ah. so you know to get away to was it a mafia you know, thing? I thought it was the witness protection program or something like that. That's no, listen, no. I would never. I'm not a rat there, sir. I'm not a rat. I wouldn't be on witness protection. I was on the least wanted list in New Jersey. <laughs> and you uh, you have a lot of dogs at home. We've actually had you on before. You filled in for that other guy. And uh, we liked you so much, we figured we'd have you back. What are the dogs you have at home? You Like a huge dog, don't you? Well, you know, I've got my mother-in-law. She's a beautiful, oh, beautiful wow. dog. Jeez. And then I've got my dog, Rudy. He's a real sweet dog. You know, I got one. I got one big, giant mutt. That's what he is. He's a lab shepherd mix. Is that Rudy? That's my mother-in-law. Rudy? Oh, say hi to him, her. Okay, well, 1-866-405-8405. Send your complaints, (laughs) Nothing's changed here. And I think we have one for Joy. We're going to Susan. Hi, Susan. Hi. How are you doing? What's up? Well, I had to um, put down my beloved quarter horse mare two weeks ago, and I'm just wondering how she's doing. Okay, Susan, can you tell me her name, please? Yes, her name was Lacey. Okay, oh, and it's funny, I've, there's quite a few Laceys that come when I call for that, so okay, which kind her, of a horse is your Lacey? She was a gray quarter horse mare, 22, and her registered name um, is Lacey Blue Smoke. 
Okay, great. There she is. Um, She actually tells me to tell you, breathe a sigh of relief because she is. So can you tell me what happened that you needed to have her put down? Um, Apparently she called it. I've had her for 20 years. I'm sorry, I'm crying. (laughs) And um, she had a mild colic about five weeks ago, and we treated her and she got over it. And then two weeks ago at 2 o'clock in the morning, she colicked again, and this time it was very, it was just very bad. She says to tell you, Susan, to if it helps you to feel better, that she actually thinks she had some kind of an obstruction. Yes. And, I mean, other than the colic, something that was causing the colic from the first colic. Yes. She thinks that she did the best she could do. She thinks you really did the best you could do. And she wants to know if there's something that she can say or do for you that will help you feel better about it. I don't know. Um, did she cross the Rainbow Bridge? And were there She's, other people on the other side to greet her? Oh, she says there were so many humans and so many animals, including other horses. She's, and she wants you to know that no one ever leaves their body without having a whole crowd there waiting for them and helping them. And they throw kind of like a big party because that one is welcomed home. It's like that soul has been gone for a long time. And so when she came back home again, they were all there to welcome her home. So she had lots of support, lots of love. She knew earlier in that nighttime that she would probably be leaving And she says what her soul has told her is that she would have gotten sick in a way that would not have been very pleasant if she hadn't left her body in this way. Yeah. So it would have been a more long out, long drawn out kind of an illness thing. And her soul thought that this would be the easiest, most pleasant way for both you and her. Okay. Um, I I don't know if you're able to see this or not, but... um... Can you tell if there were certain people waiting for her on the other side? She just gave me a big grin, and she says, everyone that you have ever known and everyone that has ever loved you was there welcoming her. Okay. And, sweetie, if you would like to have a longer conversation with her, you're so perfectly welcome to contact me directly, and we can do a private session with her. Okay. If that would help you. How how would I... um that joy go to my website joyturner.com and there's contact information for phone and email there because she's got a lot she wants to say to you okay okay she also wants you to think about having another horse (laughs) okay Susan, our heart goes out to you. Thank you for your call today. Thank you. 1-866-405-8405. And this portion of Animal Radio was underwritten by Kensington Books. When homicide hits her suburban Connecticut hometown, Melanie Travis and her pedigree poodles are back on the case in Bite Club. So cozy up with your furry friend and see if you can figure out who the real killer is. It's Bite Club by Lorian Berenson, and it's available everywhere books are sold. You can learn more over at kensingtoncozies.com, and thanks, Kensington, for underwriting Animal Radio. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Hello, this is Jane Goodall on Animal Radio, and... 
I just like everybody to realize that each day you live, you make some difference on the planet, and you can choose what kind of difference you're going to make. And hopefully, every day you'll try to make the world a little bit better for people, for animals, and for the environment. People say less is more. At Red Barn, we think less is better. It's what you won't find that sets our natural premium pet food apart. No byproducts, no corn or soy, no fillers. Just the natural ingredients your pets need to live the healthy life they deserve. Look at the label. We want you to. Red Barn Naturals Pet Food. Simply the best. Find it in your local pet specialty store. Try our chicken rolled food as a meal or shred it as a topper. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, there's a hospital in India that's attracting more than human patients. India's NDTV says some visitors at the government medical college in Hamu were alarmed to see a monkey that was lounging in one of the emergency ward beds. The monkey reportedly spent about three hours napping there and is also said to have stolen some fruit that a guest was bringing to a relative. Meanwhile, a pack of dogs had taken up residence in the facility's doorway. That's the place I want to have brain surgery at. The Hamu and Kashmir chief minister admits to being shocked by the images of the monkey in the hospital and plan to check with an official about the matter, but the hospital superintendent denies that monkeys and dogs are invading the facility. He tells India's IANS news service that the photo and videos are fake, and he accused the media of just cooking up that story. Sorry, allergic dog lovers, there's a new study that's been published in the Journal of Allergy and Clinical Immunology that claims that hypoallergenic canines had more allergy-causing protein in their fur than did dogs without the label. According to Live Science, the report concluded that the term hypoallergenic is actually a misnomer, and it's not based on any evidence whatsoever. Dog breeds classified as hypoallergenic, poodles, Spanish water dogs, labradoodles. I think the president's, that that French dog they have, was also one of those hypoallergenic dogs because one of their kids has allergies. But they're believed to produce less dander and saliva and shed less fur. However, researchers at the Henry Ford Hospital in Detroit, Michigan, found no scientific basis to support that claim whatsoever. There's a kayaker who is safe now after a close encounter with a great white shark in the water off Massachusetts' Nosset Beach. A sharp-eyed paddleboarder spotted the shark and yelled to the kayaker who didn't know the shark was trailing him. The New Hampshire man managed to paddle back to shore unscathed. Other beachgoers also took the cue. They quickly left the water. Thankfully, nobody was hurt. The beach was open to swimming again a couple of hours later. A video of the shark following that kayaker is on YouTube if you'd like to see it. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Animal communicator Joey Turner, bridging that gap. Dog father Joey Villani with your grooming questions. Alan Cable, our brand new dog trainer. And Dr. Debbie, answering your vet medical questions here. Uh, Toll free. Coming up in just a few minutes, Paula Poundstone. Comedian Paula Poundstone on tour right now across the country. And we'll talk to her about uh, her animal, what she's got going on furry in her life.
Uh, also on the way, oh, is she here right now? Oh, this is really cool. Wendy Diamond is joining us. Hi, Wendy. How are you doing? Oh, great. Thank you. You've had a busy week, have you not? Oh, to say the least, absolutely. Let's uh, bring listeners up to date that might not know. You just had the most expensive pet wedding in history. I just, yeah, my uh, my dear beloved Lucky uh, passed away June fifth, and we she had you know canine cancer. She had spleen cancer and was given three months to a year to live, and this was going to be her uh, last celebration to honor everything she's done in her career of creating the first ever pet fashion show to promote animal rescue and you know Yappy Hour we created in a decade ago, and we created so many amazing events to promote animal rescue and adoption and to raise money for homeless animals and. And this is going to be your last event. So uh, we had a $300,000 wedding. Wow. All, everybody donated. Everyone from the Jeremiah Essex House to Harriet Rose Katz, the number one wedding planner, to um, a seven-piece orchestra, to Halo gave us a whole doggy buffet. It was one of the most beautiful events in the history. You might have seen it on Entertainment Tonight or the Today Show. It was everywhere. And we got a Guinness World Record for the most expensive pet wedding that we didn't have to pay for, thank God. That was a celebration of Lucky's life and to honor baby Hope, who I just adopted. I was fostering, and I'm a foster failure now because I adopted her. <laughs> and yeah. That's the idea with fostering, though. They always put that little puppy or the kitten in your hand and say, oh, just take care of this little one. I want to hear about the wedding. It was about 75 dogs there. We had ring bearer dogs. We had flower dogs. And we had Triumph, the insult comic dog, officiate the wedding. It was truly (laughs) the most beautiful dog event in history. And we got a Guinness World Record. How did you find the uh, groom? Oh, well, we had a contest. And the contest was who should marry Baby Hope. And whoever would marry Baby Hope would live on the legacy of Lucky Diamond, my dog, in helping promote animal rescue and welfare. Mm. And so people voted, and they got about 700 votes. And they wow. and Chili was honored to, and I have to say, we couldn't have asked for better in-laws for Baby Hope. Uh, now, at one time, were you uh, thinking about a chimpanzee as the groom? Hey, listen, we were open to any, any animal, any animal. But also, it was about the parents of the animal. It was really important that we found the right family that would live on the legacy and that we, with that respect to what we were doing and everything we were doing in our lives to help promote rescue and adoption. Couple still happy? I mean, are they they're, getting they're along? They're probably on their honeymoon. Well, listen, yeah, I'm going to yeah, tell you doing... a funny thing. This is why the couple's very happy. They don't need to live together, nor do they need to sleep together. They just need to partner <laughs> in promoting animal rescue and welfare. Uh, no great. honeymoon, none of these. So did they have like a bunch uh, of toilets at the wedding? for the on their own honeymoon. Chili got to spend the, the weekend in New York City, and Baby Hope went to the Hamptons and 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 um, was hosting Oof. a event for uh, Last Chance for Animal Rescue. And they both are still working together and creating wonderful ideas to promote rescue and adoption. It was a really, seriously, it You have to go look at our Facebook page. It was the most beautiful animal event in history. Mm. And Cake Boss, you know, Buddy, he did the cake and air on an episode of Cake Boss in the fall. Now, I didn't realize this, but you're kind of a cat aficionado also. 
Well, you know, it's so funny. My cat has no interest in the limelight whatsoever. And <laughs> I have to tell you, people don't know a lot, but there's a lot of myths about cats. So I'm very blessed. The reason why I actually started helping animals was literally because I adopted my cat, Pasha, a Russian blue from our city shelter. And Pasha was the oldest cat ready to get euthanized. And I said, oh, my gosh, this gorgeous cat, there's no way. So I adopted Pasha, which then changed my whole career, and that's where I launched Animal. Fair. Wow. Can you bust some cat myths for me? Oh, my God. I can, I, there's a ton of them. Which one, where do you want me to start? The biggest ones. Well, first of all, I mean, I must say, you know, I, people don't realize that milk is not good for cats. Ooh. That cats are actually, a lot of cats are lactose intolerant. It's oh. hard for them to digest. Can I give them Thank lactose-free? Thank you for free? saying that. Can yes, I, they're lactose intolerant. Well, I know Judy has this lactose-free milk. Can I give her some of the lactose-free milk? Well, I think that, you know, that's that would be your decision. But why even bother <laughs> if it's not going to be good for them? It's not, you know, a little bit lactose. It's just not good for them. Listen, we all should be drinking more water. Okay. What other big myths do you have? Also, you know, fleas. Did you know that fleas are a year-round issue, that you can get fleas in the middle of the winter? I did not know that. I thought it was just primarily uh, hot, humid areas and during the summer. Yeah, well, you know, it's actually interesting. Because we had a mild winter, actually fleas are more rampant than ever before. Their fleas are everywhere. And if your cat goes outside once, it's actually considered an outdoor cat. Yeah, but what if your cat stays indoors and you don't have to worry about fleas? Well, let me tell you, pets, people can track in fleas. How much damage can a flea do, really? Well, to be honest with you, it's disgusting. They can actually have, (laughs) like, they can, I mean, think about it. They can have hair loss. It's actually a lot of discomfort. They could get tapeworms. Oh, I didn't know that. It's like, why would anybody want to risk that? And it's so important. What should we be doing to protect our cats? Well, I love, 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 love Advantage 2. Because Advantage 2 is easy to put on, and it actually is one of the best products in the marketplace for cats. And it's also year-round. It's once a month. You just put it in in the back through the shoulders, and it really helps kill the fleas on contact. on contact. So it's not one of those things that they, the fleas has to actually bite, bite. your cat yeah. first? Nope, they don't have to bite. So that's why I love this product, because it tell you, it's like, you know, when you're going to, you know, put something on your cat, first of all, you want to make sure, and I, you know, like, I'm humane, so I want to make sure even the fleas are okay. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> the fleas die a peaceful death. And you know, I, well, you know, I have to... You want to, like, listen, all of us wish that, you know right? <laughs> and can I just point out, I want to mention... Wendy brings up, this is a great product because we need to talk about cats and sensitivity to flea products. So people need to follow proper directions, use cat products. Don't be using your dog's flea medicine on your cat. It can oh. be very no, serious. So exactly. advantage to four kitties is four kitties and safer kitties. One flea can bite your cat up to 400 times a day. You're starting a rescue group for fleas? Yes, I am. I'm going to, yes. No, no, listen, I can only do so much in life. You know, I'm, I'm just focused on the dogs cats mostly. <laughs> Wendy, we thank you so much for spending time with us today. Visit the website catmythbusters.com catmythbusters.com Go give Pasha a big old 
hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. Yeah, one of the great things also, like if you go to PetParents.com uh-huh. and they sign up with the community, Advantage 2 will donate up to 10,000 tubes to Adopt-A-Pet. Wow. An amazing charity for adoption. Okay, that's PetParents.com. We'll put both those links up at the website at AnimalRadio.com. Wendy, thanks so much for joining Thank us. Thank you, guys. Have a wonderful Saturday. Take care. Bye. Wow. Bye-bye. <laughs> she, uh, she needs to cut that Prozac in half. one 405 Going to the phones next. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Fido Friendly Magazine presents the 11th Annual Cross-Country Pet Adoption Tour. Get your licks on Route 66. Brought to you by media sponsor Animal Radio and companion sponsors Paws and Claws, Blackwood Pet Food, and Zymox. The tour travels from Los Angeles to Chicago from September 7th to October 13th, stopping at shelters along the way to support adoption events and to raise money for the shelters. Advocate sponsors Hands-On Gloves, Tito's Vodka, Rolf C. Hagen, and Buddy Belts, along with community sponsor Doggy Water to Go, help provide great prizes when you donate to spin our giant spinning wheel with all proceeds benefiting the shelter that day. Log on to FidoFriendly.com to learn where the tour stops near you. And who knows, you just might find your new forever friend. Dr. Debbie is answering your questions now. By the way, if you want to email Dr. Debbie, you can do that at doc, Debbie, doc Debbie at animalradio.com. Or you could email any one of the staff. Uh, all the details at animalradio.com. we got our addresses there. It's in a spam link. We get some good spam here. I'll tell you that right now. Oh, quality spam. Quality spam. It's all animal-related stuff. Hi, Linda. How are you doing? I'm fine, thank you very much. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from uh, Pinehurst in North Carolina. Hmm, okay. Is it coastal? Uh, no, it's not coastal. It's um, a bit further inland, about two hours. It's, there's a lot of golf around here. Is, that, is that your North Carolina golf. accent, too? Uh, no. <laughs> no, I haven't picked that up yet. No. <laughs> you are on with Dr. Debbie. Wonderful. Um, well, I wonder if you can help me, Dr. Debbie, with my little spaniel mix, Sophie. She's six years old, and she has, like, an obsessive uh, compulsive disorder that seems to be getting worse. It's a behavior where... It's, it's very hard to describe, but she'll sit down on anything soft and then she'll move her paw, fold her paw over, one of her paws over, and move it from left to right, left to right, as if she's smoothing over the surface, and she'll move her head one side to the other. And sometimes she does it, she, it becomes more rapid, and um, it's just very strange to watch, and we have to cut, try to call her, or, you know, to get her attention out of it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes she'll just stare into, uh, stare at a spot, like on the coffee table leg. She'll just stare at, <laughs> stare at things. It's like she goes into a trance almost. Okay, and when she hears your voice, does that stop the behavior? Uh, it takes a little while. It takes a few minutes. Rather than just snapping her out of it, I find mostly if I kind of stroke her and say, Sophie, you don't have to do that. You don't have to do that. She'll stop, and then she'll just put her head down. But she'll do it on any uh, soft surface, any rug or any throw or on, on, and, and in her bed as well. And, okay. um, now, 
And does she do any kind of drooling? Um, is there any? No. What's her anxious state? Is she alert? Is she quiet and calm? Very. She's quiet. It's just the the rapid movement that she's doing with her head and and her pore, her foot. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I guess it's possible we could be dealing with something of an obsessive compulsive disorder. The only thing with that is that we tend to see an, um, a state of anxiety or a heightened arousal. Um, from what you're describing, I'm actually a little bit concerned that this could be a form of a seizure disorder. Uh-huh. And in in dogs, a lot of people are really familiar with the grand mal seizure and what that looks like. Um, and in dogs, they'll fall over, kick, paddle. They may lose control of their bodily functions. But we can see other degrees of seizure disorders where they can either have what we call petite mal seizures or focal seizures. Mm. And that can affect just isolated parts of the body. Um, and in some pets, a uh, petite mal seizure can be something as simple as steering off into space and kind of yeah. being out of it for a short period of time. Um, the only thing that doesn't quite fit with that is, you know, the the soft, uh, you know, environment trigger. Um, so that's a little bit curious. But I would certainly want to get Sophie um, checked out and probably get some lab work done just to rule out for some of the more common causes of seizure disorders. Seizure disorder, um, yeah. Oh, I and, had a and, that had petite mole seizure or epilepsy, and it, this is this is kind of different to that in that she and does the, both the, the soft surfaces and, and it comes and yeah. goes, and she doesn't seem to be in any pain, but just mentally... <laughs> Yeah, if she's not fully mentally with it now, and that's that's one of the big differences, and it may be hard. This might be something a good idea to uh, videotape an exposure or an episode of this, because a lot of times, as the veterinarian, we can't see things. And I've had right. people bring in videotapes of behavioral problems or seizure disorders, and it can really help in making an accurate diagnosis. So I would, you know, pull out the old uh, iPhone or the uh, videotape um, uh, player and, and do that, because that really may help. Um, in deciding. If we're leaning more towards a behavioral problem, we talk about behavioral meds, you know, maybe some anti-anxiety things. But boy, I'd say first and foremost, I'd want to make sure we're not missing something with a seizure type problem. So yeah, I'd check that out. Get it checked up. And I love the name, Sophie. It's so sweet. I imagine a sweet, uh, sweet little cuddly gal. Very, very cuddly. She's 20 pounds, very brown, very sweet face. I think she's crossed with Papillon. Not sure, but she's just very sweet. (laughs) Oh, well, thank you so much for calling. I appreciate it. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Vinny Penn, party animal, coming at you with another party animal installment. I've got two words for you, two words that women cannot resist. Vinny Penn. <laughs> they can resist that, believe me. Those words are the litter. If a girl hears that someone, a co-worker, someone has a cat, and the cat just had, had a bunch of kittens, and there's a litter, or a dog had a bunch of puppies, and there's a litter. They get magical. The litter? Are are they all claimed? Are they all... T- I mean, I have seven animals of my own in an apartment that doesn't allow animals, but you just said the words, the litter. And our 
If there were nine kittens, they'll immediately think, are eight of them one color, but the ninth another color? Because the one that is a different color than all the others, that's the one that I want. What is it about the words, the litter, that light women, it lights them up more than donuts in the coffee room at work. Donuts in the conference room does nothing to the working woman as much as the words, the litter. Animal Radio, Vinnie Penn. You'll roll over with joy for Bike Club, the new Melanie Travis canine mystery by award-winning author Lorian Berenson. Amateur sleuth and proud parent of prize-winning poodles, Melanie Travis has a new book club catering to fans of crime fiction. That means when homicide hits her suburban town, this time she has a whole pack of mystery-solving pals to help her collar the killer. Dog lovers won't want to miss this light-hearted, playful caper. Bike Club is on sale now everywhere books are sold. Learn more at kensingtoncozies.com. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring veterinarian Dr. Debbie White, groomer Joey Villani, news director Lori Brooks. And now, from the Red Barn Studios, here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. I want to dedicate this show today to Raymond Favreau. He is a 55-year-old gentleman out of Tyler, Texas. Uh, he had to plead guilty. He's going to be on five years probation, fined $150,000, payable to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Fund. And what did he do? And ordered to pay $50,000 in restitution to the Texas Park and Wildlife Foundation. What do you think he did? Uh, well, I don't know. What take did a he guess? do? Illegally obtaining whitetail deer semen worth $50,000. How the heck do you do that? How do you do that in the wild? How do you do that? Yeah. How does someone know you did it? That's Come here, a- little deer. Come here, little deer. You're deer, deer, deer. <laughs> it, it, what's the legal way for that? How do you legally do that? You got to get a permit? Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> how, how, do they get, how do they get deer semen? I mean, well, how, how is that to buy the, you, you buy, buy him a drink. dinner. <laughs> buy him a dinner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a picture of two deer simultaneously doing number two in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> well, you live quite the life. Oh, that's wonderful. So we'll uh, kick off this hour with that in mind. Paula Poundstone, speaking of which, on the way here, uh, this hour she should be calling. She's on tour and she'll be visiting with us talking about her animals. one 405 8405 Let's go ahead and take a call for Alan Cable, brand new here at Animal Radio. Uh, he's the one without the Russian accent. And we go to Lisa. Hi, Lisa. How are you doing? I'm doing great. I'm so glad to get to talk to you. Where are you calling from today? I'm calling from Fort Myers, Florida. What's the weather like? Beautiful as usual, I suspect. You know, it's warm and it's just we're just going to have ourselves these scheduled afternoon thunderstorms coming up soon other than that it's yeah it's beautiful as usual well good for you i have alan cable here what's going on with the dog well i have a uh, two-year-old hound terrier mix and the issue that i um am still battling with him is play biting uh he just gets so excited and he wants to initiate play and he'll you know bite me on the forearm or you know, nip at my butt if I turn my back on them. I've tried a couple of different things, and I'm just looking for, you know, some advice other than be consistent and be his leader, which I already know and need to remind myself. 
Yeah, that's where it starts. It's kind of tough, you know, to be a dog's leader and to do it consistently because you think you're being mean, but you're actually not. Because when you give a dog structure, you're giving a dog exactly what he or she needs. And, and to get your dog to stop biting, first of all, you got toys, right? Not not the kind, you know, not that kind that you keep in the, you know, in, in the <laughs> nightstand. I'm talking about like dog toys. Easy now. Yes, dog toys. <laughs> all right, you got some dog. How many dog toys do you have? Tons. I've got, you know, uh, Nyla bones and, you know, stuffed animal toys and squeaky toys and tennis balls. You name it. Very nice. I want you to get rid of all of the toys except his one or two favorites. Okay. okay. Now, mm-hmm. now, you know, when you're ready, you got to pay attention to your dog. And as soon as he makes a move to nip at you, the quickest way to stop him, stick your finger way down his throat till he's choking and go, no, <laughs> just say no. It's a firm correction. You do that three times and your dog's going to stop biting you. For real? For real. It works with you too, Hal. It'll work with a man too. (laughs) It it will. And then what you do is you immediately stick your dog's toy in his mouth and and you allow him to chew that toy. And when he does, you give him praise. You go, good dog. Good dog. Okay. That's basically it. You know, every time he makes a move to bite you, when you turn your back and your dog is jumping on you, that's more of him being in charge. That's disrespectful. That's right. very disrespectful. So, so dogs learn respect by with space. You have to force your dog to give you space, and it all starts with you know walking your dog on a leash, teaching your dog to walk by your side, going in the house before your dog, teaching your dog that you are in charge. And, and, and when you start with that, you can easily train your dog in about a day not to bite you anymore, and then also bite pressure just by okay. you know going no 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 no. You, you use a firm no when your dog bites down on your hand no, and then you. You know, you, like let's say you're giving him a treat. You would say, you, you, if he took it out of your hand real, real fast, you'd say, ah, uh-uh, gentle, gentle. And you do it over and over again until your dog gets the idea that he has to gently take it out of your hand. You're being in charge. You're controlling the treat. You're controlling the food. Mm. I'm learning yeah, so much. He's, he's good. He's good with all of that. And it, it's just that, like I said, it, he gets so excited and he just wants to nip to like that's part of his play mode. And, I, yeah, I, I will try those techniques to get them to, to stop doing that and, you know, encourage all the good behavior. Yep. Finger way down the throat till he chokes, then stick the toy right in his mouth and go, good dog. Okay. 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 I will try that. Let us know if it works. If it doesn't, that'll be Alan's uh, last week here on Animal <laughs> Radio. <laughs> Well, you know, if you, you lose your fingers, stuff your finger down his throat. And say no. Well, you know, I learned that. I learned that by doing it to myself. I immediately <laughs> stop biting myself when I do that. Thanks for your call, Lisa. Good luck on that. Have a great day there in Fort Myers. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. So let me get this straight: the dog is biting you, and you put your arm fist down his throat further. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, you put your finger way down his throat till he's gagging. It's like giving your dog a pill. Dr. Debbie knows when you give a dog a pill, he's like, you know, they hate that. And they (laughs) will instantly... (laughs) How how do you get the pill in there, Dr. Debbie? What do you do? Well, you shove your hand down their throat. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's that's what I'm saying. Okay. Right down there. Not responsible for lost limbs and... uh, Yeah, if you lose your fingers, don't... don't. It's a radio show, right? What, are you taking advice from a radio show? (laughs) Well, you got another arm, you know. You lose one, there's always the other. That's why you have two. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. (laughs) This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Pets Day, available exclusively from Imperial Palace and Rio Resorts in Las Vegas. They provide the in-room amenities for dogs like the food, the water dish, the sleeping mat... 
even dog treats, and get this specialty room service for your dog with a specialty room service menu. Details at Caesars.com slash Pets Day Las Vegas. And tonight in pet at, uh, in Las Vegas, try, switching on my iPad real fast. <laughs> you want the paper house? Yeah, yeah. I the paper, paper your way. <laughs> the gadgets don't work. Yeah, a Big Elvis tonight. I guess this is uh, the Big, Big Elvis. Big Elvis, yes. Big Elvis. Have you seen him? Have you seen Big Elvis? I have not seen him in person, but I have seen his performances. He is uh, obviously very big. And, of course, there was the Thin Elvis, and then there was the uh, Big Elvis. Yeah, the early I, I think the Big Elvis was actually better, personally. And he was born without a nose. That's why he's Not a big. lot of people know that. <laughs> that's, uh, that's a little known fact that just me and Alan knew. He's playing tonight through September 28th at the Piano Bar at Harris Las Vegas. Bring your dog... Not to the show, because I don't think they'll, unless it's a service dog, you can bring him, or yeah. a big Elvis fan, you probably could bring your dog. Well, dress him as Elvis. And or dress your dog him. as Elvis. Yes. But uh, they can stay at the hotel room. And by the way, that is available at, uh, see, now I have to switch back to the uh, the other one. Where is it? I'm sorry, I'm technologically uh, moron. Uh, is that over here? Do we? I don't know. Uh, Push them all. Push all the buttons. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Caesars Palace, Paris, Planet Hollywood, Harrah's, Flamingo, Bally's, Rio, and Imperial Palace Resorts in Las Vegas. Thanks, guys, for sponsoring Animal Radio. Wish I could rip up the uh, iPad. (laughs) Hi, this is Doug Gray of the Marshall Tucker Band. And forever, you'll always be listening to Animal Radio. Keep loving those pets. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. After 28 years of trying, a British jockey finally won his first race. 44-year-old Anthony Knott, whose day job is a dairy farmer, was so overcome with the thought that he really could be winning, he stood up in his stirrups and was nearly passed by a fellow rider. But he was victorious, riding Wise Men Say, a horse he bought when it was lame and nursed back to health. Not describes his horse as being a little difficult at first, explaining he used to bite and kick. But the unlikely pair became champions together. So what's next for Knott? He's quitting, saying he wanted to quit while he was ahead. And being he had never been ahead before, he thought it was a great time to quit. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. This healthy serving of Animal Radio is brought to you by the grain-free Red Barn Naturals canned food for dogs and cats. It's always made in the USA with natural, functional ingredients to support your pet's optimal health. You could learn more at redbarninc.com. And thank you, Red Barn, for underwriting Animal Radio. Hi, it's Alan Cable. Let's talk about your role in being a superior teacher and a great dog leader. I was working with a guy the other day. He's got a six-month-old black lab. His big problem is that his dog hates the crate, hates to be left alone. He'll go in the crate, but just barks incessantly when the guy leaves. Just about every behavior a dog has can be explained by what the humans are doing. Here's what I came to find out. From the time he'd brought the dog home, he'd spend 24 hours a day with him, taking him to work. Well, that all changed in an instant when he lost his job and he lost his place. He's staying with folks now. He's out looking for another job, doing whatever he has to do. But because of this, he has to leave his dog home in the crate. Now, you know, dogs 
thrive on structure, and it's not uncommon for them to get anxious and nervous when anything in their lives change, like you moving or like you being there 24 hours a day and then suddenly disappearing. So the dog's got a double whammy coming at him. Plus, the guy's real stressed. He's lost his job and his place. Now, even though the dog can't comprehend these things, he still feels the stress that this guy's giving off. Now, remember, dogs don't know that you lost your job and that you lost your place to live. They only know that you were there one minute, 24 hours a day, and now you're gone. And now you're both in unfamiliar surroundings. So the point is, when something in your life changes, you got to get your dog ready for it because you can't communicate it to him with words. You've got to take it step by step. You know you're moving. He doesn't. So you should start bringing him around the place you're going to stay. You should also get him used to staying alone by putting him in his crate, latching the door, and maybe taking a 15-minute walk alone and lengthening the time you're away from home little by little so he gets accustomed to not being with you all the time. Just taking a dog and putting him in a crate for 10 hours when he's used to being with you 24-7 is a shock, to say the least. It's the same thing as taking a puppy away from its litter. That dog is going to bark and whine for at least a week or two. Remember, to be a great dog leader and teacher, you've got to be fair and consistent. So when there's a big change coming, take your time and get your dog ready for it. Get more tips at AnimalRadio.com. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The 2020 Maxima is available in five models. The Maxima SS, VSL, SR, and the Maxima Platinum. Each vehicle is equipped with a 300 horsepower, 3.5 liter VQ Series V6 engine. The exterior features a large front grille, standard jewel-like headlights, and Nissan's signature daytime running lights. Starting price for the S is $34,250, and the Platinum $41,540. To find your new Maxima, check out our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our Auto Expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Live at the Red Barn Studios, you're listening to Animal Radio. Here's Hal and Judy. And let's take a call for Dr. Debbie. We have Jan. Hey, Jan, welcome to the show. Hi. How are you? What's going on with your animals? I'm doing okay, but I have a couple of problem children. Uh, one is an eight-year-old male. All my animals are fixed and Male, male what? What kind of critter? Uh, cat. Sorry. Kitty, all right. <laughs> I have lots of kitties uh, for at present, and that's probably the top number we'll keep with for a while. Uh, Jackie is an eight-year-old male, neutered. And we recently took in a cat that was left behind. The people moved out and left her, and she was freezing to death. So we've brought her in, and she is fixed, declawed as well, and probably four years old, as far as the vet can tell. Uh, The other two cats is, is pretty much gotten used to her. She's getting used to them. Jackie is actually stalking her and attacks. And not in a nice way. He is vicious. Okay. I've never seen this kind of behavior with him at all. So when he attacks her, does is there fur flying? Is there actually a physical alteration, altercation, or is it more vocal? He he's silent. He just goes for the attack, and they are going at it, hammer and tongs, trying to kill each other by the looks of it. But they're not making any noise, though. Oh yeah, when they're engaging okay. in the fight, they're they're okay. you know. Getting loud and rowdy. Alrighty, and then when after they fi- get done fighting, what's going on? What what do the kitties do? She usually runs down to the basement where she hides, and she jumps through a hole that goes underneath the house. All right. Oh well, 
Yeah, this is ugly. this is a lot of fun. Now you said you have other kitties, so you have four cats right now, correct? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now this might be a little bit more simplistic answer if we only had two kitties in the home, but in in all honesty, you might not have the same problem when we only have two kitties in the home because when we add more cat personalities into the house, that's when we can have more opportunity for these inner cat social issues. Um, wow. So if we're at one cat, two cats, sometimes third third cat will see something tipping the balance of things, adding in a fourth cat, and more and more, you have a greater risk of this kind of thing happening. Now, it is possible that these two cats have something between them that we may not be able to help. So it's it's very similar to uh, having a college friend that you share an apartment with that you just can't get along with no matter how hard you try. So in some cases, I always keep that in the back of my mind that you can't ask a cat to behave like a non-cat um so they're not dogs so there's sometimes yeah. these personality things we just can't get to work out but from what you're saying um with an aggressor cat when there is actually a physical aggression towards another cat and the other cat is anxious nervous fearful um there's some different steps that we can try now the the first thing to recognize is that sometimes the fearful behavior can actually make the aggressor attack so a cat that cowers or hisses in the response to a Uh, impending attack actually can trigger that. So in a lot of cases, we'll work on focusing on the aggressor, um, but sometimes we'll kind of switch the balance and go the other direction. Um, One of the simplest things I would do is see about getting a breakaway collar with a bell on uh, Jackie. And that can help the more passive kitty to know when he's coming and to take little retreat steps if necessary. Um, Uh Very important because if if her personality is such that she doesn't really want to have a lot of interactions with him, we're not going to make her. So the safest thing is to give her that opportunity to kind of get out of the way. And then uh, certainly I'm a fan of pheromones, those natural scent hormones that can have a calming behavior. Uh, That benefits everybody in this situation. Uh now, I can tell you many... what I've tried so far. Okay. Uh, I have tried Rescue Remedy, mm-hmm. uh, and he was okay with that for a little while, but as soon as it wears off, there he goes, back into action. Okay. Um, taking him to the vet, and we had him on Kitty Prozac for a couple okay. of months, and that was almost a bigger fight getting him to take that <laughs> than the fight between the cats. Yeah. Oh, golly. I've tried exchanging... Scented socks, I put a sock in his bed and one where she lays and then exchange mm-hmm. it so that they're getting mm-hmm. used to each other's scents. And mm-hmm. no, it's not working. I have had cats all my life and always multiple cats. I have never, ever encountered anything like this. This is a one-off. It's freaky. Yeah, it, and it's very powerful when, when it does occur. And, um, yeah, I mean, it sounds like you've done a lot of the right things. And definitely a, a good medical workup is always advised if we've yeah. got cats that say you've been together for a while and then we have some fighting. Um, yeah. If we've got a new introduction, at least we've got some trigger point there that we're really working on. Um, and there are other medications that I will often tap into besides Prozac. Um, okay. Sometimes the reality is that uh, I mentioned when we treat the aggressor, what we perceive as the aggressor cat with a medication, it can sometimes help. It can sometimes make things worse. And in some cases, we'll actually 
shift gears and medicate the cat with the anxiety. And we might try an alternate medication to help a cat who has an anxiety disorder who's really fearful and help them to kind of be more confident. And sometimes that helps to take their responses of uh, that kind of trigger that cat to to leap and to bound. Um, and, and that can help in that way. So that might be the alternate way that we go along using things. Yeah. But yeah, the, the reality is it sounds like you got a lot of the great ideas. The hard thing is doing a full separation when you've got all those cat personalities in the house. <laughs> And and to really be you know faithful because if if we do a separation for kitties it's yeah. you know we keep them oh. apart and we only start to put them closer together once there's good things like you know we feed them outside of the doors yeah. if there's any signs little ears back swishing tail or they're chomping on their food too fast those are signs they're not comfortable with the situation and I don't yeah. like to push that reintroduction any faster. No. This has been very slow. Mm. Well, we wish yeah. you the best of luck with that. It sounds like it's a tough problem to deal with. We we know about that. We have a lot of cats here. Fortunately, they all get along. We're counting yeah. our blessings here, Jan. Let us know how that turns out. I will. I appreciate it. Thank you for your call today, and thanks for listening to Animal Radio. Thank One, you. one 405 to connect with any one of the Dream Team right now. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Okay, yeah, so puppy pads are convenient, but sometimes they're really gross. That's why Ladybug, the Animal Radio Studio Stunt Dog, uses the Brilliant Pad Self-Cleaning Puppy Pad. It seals away the waste and replaces the dirty pad for us. Brilliant Pad keeps the Animal Radio Studios smelling fresh. In fact, all we have to do is replace the roll once every few weeks. And let me tell you, that's pretty fast and easy to do. I love it, and Ladybug gives it five paws up. You can learn more about this amazing machine over at BrilliantPad.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update. I'm Stacy Cohen for Animal Radio. Well, whether you've owned a dog for several years and now the storks have decided to pay you a little visit or you just recently had a baby and you're contemplating adding a dog, you're going to be happy to know that dogs bring much more to the table than just a few giggles and joy. A recent European study found that babies who live with a dog were less likely to develop breathing problems and infections. The study was done in Europe, and it found that Finnish babies raised with canine companions were less likely to need antibiotics, and they also suffered fewer weeks of sickness compared to babies that lived in a dog-free home. The study that was published in the Journal of Pediatrics was conducted on 397 infants whose parents recorded their health and their contacts with dogs and cats in diaries. They found that infants who were raised with a dog in the home were overall more protected against respiratory conditions during their first year of life. Indeed, the infants that were raised in a dog-friendly home were subjected to fewer weeks spent with a cough, ear infection, and runny nose. In addition, they required fewer antibiotics compared to infants raised in a dog-free home. You know what? They said this about breastfeeding too. So a dog or breastfeeding, it's all... It's all the same thing. Well, not quite, but uh, that's good to know. A growing number of medical researchers say more than 8 million women are at risk of a difficult-to-treat bladder infection because superbugs that are resistant to antibiotics and that are growing in chickens are being transmitted to humans in the form of E. coli. We're finding the same or related E. coli in human infections in retail meat sources, specifically chicken. According to Amy Manges, she's an ophthalmologist at McGill University in Montreal. If the medical researchers are right, this is compelling new evidence of a direct link between the pervasive difficult-to-cure human disease and antibiotic-fed chicken that people buy at the grocery store. 
What this new research shows is we may in fact know where it's coming from. It may be coming from antibiotics that are used in agriculture. I'm Stacy Cohen. Get more animal breaking news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update. Get more at AnimalRadio.com. The following program is a repeat of an earlier broadcast. Need a fix of the good stuff? Get more Animal Radio with the free Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. Toll free to the dream team, animal communicator Joy Turner, dog father Joey Volani, dog trainer Alan Cable, and Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. The season of stars continues, and today we have one of my favorite comedians, <laughs> Paula Poundstone, is joining us. Hi, Paula. How are you doing? Hey, good. How are you? Oh, doing splendid. Thank you. You're on tour, aren't you? I am. It's a perpetual tour, though. It's not the kind that's on the back of a sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, it's like, it's a tour like how you eat. Perpetually you know? eating. Yeah, nope. you just do it every day anyways. You're going to be in San Luis Obispo and Jamestown. You're on Jamestown on the 2nd. Is that correct? August 2nd. That sounds right. You don't have it in front of you, and you shouldn't. You know, you should have people that take yeah, care of that yeah, stuff. They just you take know? you. just get in the bus, and they take you. I got to I gotta get some people. <laughs> no people will not. I don't, have any, I don't have any people. But you, you do have a pretty big family, though. I do. I have, let's see, I have three. I have three kids, 16 cats. Yeah, wow, 16 cats. Yeah. And, you know, people say to me all the time, you know, I get when I say how many cats I have, I get that, that sort of judgmental gasp, you know, <laughs> you know that one. And they go, how did you get 16 cats? And I can tell you exactly how I got 16 cats, which I, I had 15, and I got one more. Uh. <laughs> and I think the fact of a question like that really concerns me about America's relationship with math. <laughs> Not that hard to figure out. I, I ended up, I, we, we, I, I have a... I have a lockbeard bunny, a, a bearded dragon lizard, and one ant left from my ant farm. Yeah, oh yeah, I had an ant farm when I was, uh, and I couldn't keep those ants alive on a bed. But you have one ant still I'm left. I'm the exact same way. I can't keep them alive on the farm. Can't kill them in the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> so he's just hanging out in his little. Is it a little Uncle Milton's ant farm, one of those green ones? That is exactly right. Where you know, and and I'll tell you, part of the reason I, I'm fascinated by ants, they have such a work ethic. You know. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have but a teeny bean, you know. They, 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 they can't be the brightest creatures on the earth because their heads just aren't big enough. And yet they know exactly what to do, right? The minute you pour them in, because you don't get the ants when you buy them. You have to buy the ants oh, separate. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you get the farm, and you put the sand in the farm, and then it's just solid sand, and then you put the ants in, and they get to work right away. They tunnel uh, within the first day of having them, they've got pretty much everything under control. They have, sometimes it depends on the ants, but for some ants, they actually have separate rooms for different things. Um, for example, um, uh, they, they have a burial ground, which I know because it's full right now. I only have one ant left. <laughs> and uh, they even have a period of mourning, although my ant hasn't been able to uh, have that because uh, he's doing all the farming on his own right yeah, now. Yeah, that's so, what I was thinking. It's yeah. kind of a lonely thing for him. And usually they work together. I can't imagine one single ant. Uh, yeah, you know. he pretty much cries and plows, cries and plows. <laughs> 
Uh, back to the cats, because you know what? We, when we moved into our house, we had, you know, people, when they ask the landlord how many cats, or they, they tell the landlord how many cats they have, they usually divide it in half. You know, if you yeah, have, they only admit yeah. to half of them. Yeah, that's right. If, if you have four cats, you say you have two cats. Now, you, have no, you own your house, obviously, I would imagine. No, we, we rent. You rent. No, well, you, we only have three cats. Three cats. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, you don't. You're absolutely right. It's sort of like hiring a contractor. You know how they always say you have to, for, con- for, for construction, my son is kindly making a loud noise. Well, you have, you have three kids that you've adopted? I, do, I, have, I, have, I, have three, I have three kids, but two of them are really hard, so it's like having 16. <laughs> now, who takes care of, like, cleaning the litter and all that? I mean, that's a lot of litter to clean. I do it. You, I can't imagine you walking around from litter to litter cleaning them all day uh, long. Yeah, you know what? I, you know, I have a callus on my hand from uh, sifting. I swear to you, uh, it is my job. I, I always have sort of a little. Uh, I'm always kind of, you know, vibrating ever so slightly, uh, and and, and uh, you know, from the sifting motion, and uh, you know, my hand is always kind of rocking a little bit, and and uh, people sometimes think it's, you know, some sort of neurological problem, and I say, no, no, it's, it's sixteen cats. Um, and you know, once you have sixteen, by the way, a lot of the love goes out of it. You're you're more of a you're more of a cat haver after that. You just have them. They're here, and I take good care of them, by the way. But they're uh, you know they're annoying beyond belief. Well, I'm a little concerned about your bearded dragon and his constitutionals. How's he doing? Why? What's wrong with the dragon? He, well, there was a little problem there for a while, but he's uh, he's good now. He's he's good. Actually, you know what? At one point, I took him out. I put him on a, a, a leash, and uh, his head. Slowly turned because you know they have eyes sort of almost on the side of their heads. And uh-huh. His head slowly turned sideways, and he and he looked up and just froze for a while. Uh, like you could tell he was thinking, "You got a really big hole in your screen." <laughs> he's sort of used to a, a you know a somewhat somewhat limited life, I guess. But that's uh, what you know. I can never tell. He seems happy to me. He seems like he's not constipated anymore. No, thank goodness. That was a horrible episode in our lives, I'm telling you. <laughs> Nothing worse than a constipated bearded dragon. Well, you know. No, and by the way, in, t- in, terms of, uh, uh, in terms of waste product, oh my heavens. Really? Yeah. You know what? Forget nuclear weapons. <laughs> oh. Forget a large arsenal. Take a plane. Fill it with that. Uh, you know what? Any nation... We'll bow to our will. <laughs> okay, well let's uh, let's give the website out where people can find out what city you're in. Uh, is it is it over at paulapoundstone dot com? It is at paulapoundstone dot com. What else are you going to find over there? Um, well, actually, I'm, I, I, I've I've been making some films about my my garden this summer. I have a rogue zucchini. A rogue zucchini. What what do you mean by that? Uh, well, you know, I'm not much of a gardener. L- last year, I planted bell peppers, eggplant. Spinach, corn, and tomatoes came up. <laughs> Where did this come from? I have no idea why. I'm telling you, nothing else grew except for tomatoes, and most of those were eaten by a rat. And then this year, I planted uh, a bunch of stuff, including tomatoes, including, you know, one, this is pretty much the same array. And I planted, however, zucchini. And the zucchini leaves just took over everything. It looked like that scene in Lost in Space when the plants <laughs> ate the deuteronium and grew really big and then reproduced Judy. Um, they, they, they just grew huge, and they, and they killed all the other vegetables. Uh-oh. People don't think of uh, zucchini as violent. No, you don't. Was, uh, no. My, my, my friend Gordon describes it as a cage fight in my, in my garden. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, I've, you know, I've made some... 
uh, so there's a lot of films on there. There's a 24-hour camera uh, on my on my cat's food and water bowls. Oh, that's good. Uh, that's pretty cool. I'm going to go oh, check that yeah. out in just a second. Yeah. Well, of course, they don't eat all the time. No. You know, when they're there, yeah. Ours it's a spectacle do. to see, I feel. Yeah, well, 16 of them. Yeah. That's a lot of food. Uh, the other day, somebody was telling me there's a more environmentally friendly um, kitty litter, which I would really love to uh, partake because, uh, you know, it's a big part of our lives. Kitty litter, that yeah, is. Yeah, sometimes I say to myself, okay, should I? can the kids go to college or do I get more kitty litter? That's kind of where we are <laughs> that's a right That's now. a tough decision there, what yeah. to do there. Okay, so check out the website, paulapoundstone.com. Check her out on tour. She's just as wild there as she is on the phone. You know what I love about you is, you, you know, so many comedians come out, they have the same old routine over and over. They can't ad lib worth a fart and people actually think you have plants in the audience because you, you deal with people and have immediate witty responses for them. It's my favorite part of the night. I do the time honored where you're from, what do you do for a living and in this way um, uh, little biographies of the crowd emerge of individuals in the crowd and I kind of use that to set my sails for what to talk about and where to go and it seems to work pretty good. You do it good. Check her out in concert. Paula Poundstone right here on Animal Radio. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me guys. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at AnimalRadio.com. Log on, learn more. Here is today's top automotive news story. I'm Nick Miles. The Subaru Outback has been retooled for the 2020 model year and features something for everyone, even those with an addiction to speed. Much of the redesign focuses on the interior, and this wagon is now on Subaru's global platform. The automaker is offering the Outback with two engine choices, a 2.5-liter boxer engine making 182 horsepower and a 2.4-liter turbocharged engine that makes 260 horsepower. To find your new Outback, see our reviews at ourautoexpert.com. Our auto expert is brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices and excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices, every day. Hi, this is Joy Behar on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pets. Check out Animal Radio highlights. All the good stuff without the blah, blah, blah. Browse on over to animalradio.pet. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets. Doing it toll free at 1-866-405-8405. If you can't pick us up on any one of the 102 AM FM stations that play Animal Radio or XM Satellite Radio, don't forget you can get the Animal Radio app for iPhone or for Android. It is free. And not only will you hear the show, but you can also send us questions. Check out the website. A lot of good things. It's an app. There's an app for that now, the Animal Radio app. There's an app for everything. I love that. Alan Cable is joining us. He's brand new to Animal Radio. He's a dog trainer extraordinaire, has a big old mud at home. What's his name again? Rudy. Rudy. I don't know why I keep forgetting that. Rudy. <laughs> the rude dog. Rude dog. And he's big. How rude much dog. does he weigh? Weighs 120 pounds. Holy moly. Jeez. Takes this a is big the guy dog. That's so, he's supposedly in lean weight, you say, right? <laughs> Who, me? Well, it no. takes a big dog to keep my mother-in-law away, man. I got, I got, I need protection. <laughs> oh, I have a question for you, Doctor Debbie. A few minutes ago, we were uh-huh. talking about this guy. In fact, we've dedicated the show to Raymond Favero. 
55-year-old guy out of Tyler, Texas. He's, uh, let's see, he's been pe- placed on five years probation, fined $150,000 uh, payable to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Fund, and ordered to pay $50,000 in restitution to the Texas Parks and Wildlife Foundation for what you say for illegally obtaining wild tail, whitetail deer semen. Which oh, is, dear. Uh, apparently worth about $50,000. I didn't realize that. Yikes. No, was this obtained from a live animal or a deceased? Alive, as far as I know, alive. Animal. I don't know because yeah, the there's, government's, the government's there's always killing the fun. Can, yeah, I know. well, killing there's the ways fun. that different ways this can happen. So the reason I ask is that after a buck is dead, there you can basically take the testicles, put them on ice, and and have the semen extracted. So oh, that's, that's a she says that with a big old smile on her face. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, well, wait, what's for wait, dinner? Wait. What's for dinner tonight? You want to hear the better? Well, the better ways, the live ways that we get uh, semen out of critters. Um, we can take. Um, what we call an artificial vagina, where basically you get two deer together and you put this kind of female condom on the female and collect it while they're doing their deed. Hmm. That's one so way. Did, uh, deers aren't more, very smart. <laughs> the more interesting way, and the part will get your, your toes curling, is um, the ele- electro ejaculator that they put Holy up moly. <laughs> their rectum. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. Yeah. yeah well, so. Hold on, Ron Jeremy, Ron Jeremy has a question. Hold on. <laughs> You asked. You wanted to know. Well, I want to know also. It's worth $50,000, really? I mean, wow. What's Why so much? I mean, what are they doing with this stuff? Aphrodisiac? <laughs> I don't know. And, and no. like, why is it illegal? How do you get it legally? If there's a legal way to do it, why can't we just do it that way? What's the legal way to do it? So many questions, so little time. Yeah. Is there a picture of the artificial thingy you were yeah, just I'm talking about? I'm looking for it right yeah. now. I'll send you one. And it's nothing that's going to get you excited. Reproduction well. in animals is really just a stinky, yucky thing, and including humans, really. I'm thinking if the deers knew it was worth $50,000, they'd be at a bank right, right away making a deposit there. Okay, so there you go. Let's, uh, let's hit some of the uh, emails that we just got on the... Uh, well, that's a complaint. File that in complaints, will you? Yeah. Complaint section. <laughs> there you go. That's what we do with the complaints here at Animal Radio. And, uh, oh, that's another complaint. Holy moly. <laughs> Who are, what they, are complaining they complaining about? Yeah. Joy Behar on the show last week. They're, they're, they're bitching about Joy Behar. I wonder what that's about. Really? She, there's a lot of passionate haters out there. Uh, this one is, uh, oh, this looks like it's for Dr. Debbie. It comes from Malaya. She says, can dogs be born without a nose? My gosh. Ooh. That'd be like Flavor Flav without a clock around his That neck. would be very unusual. Well, uh, <laughs> I'm wondering why she's asking, but the answer is absolutely yes. I mean, we can see some abnormalities where um, a dog or a cat is not born with a nose. Um, a lot of times it may be associated with uh, kind of like the cleft palate uh, type abnormality. Um, but, you know, just because they don't have a nose doesn't mean they're not, you know, still a lovable creature. Um, noses are actually quite external. They do all their smelling with the internal structure, so hmm. it's possible. Okay. There you go. That question, by the way, came in on the uh, app for iPhone, which uh, you can ask your questions on your iPhone on the Animal Radio app. Uh, This one on Facebook. And by the way, you can get us at Facebook at Animal Radio or tweet us at Animal Radio. And if you like us over at Facebook every day throughout this next week, we're giving away some great things just for liking us over there. Be our Facebook friend. I'm your friend. I know you are. (laughs) Uh, if If you haven't liked Dr. Debbie yet. She's got her. She just embraced the Facebook world, just I like the last couple it. of weeks. Yes, yes. What took Can you so long? Can a dog nose be born without a dog? <laughs> just the nose is what you're uh, asking, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't nose about that one. 
This uh, came in from Larry, and this is for Alan. Uh, what do you do if your dog does not like cats? What do you do if your dog does not like cats? I assume, How does he know? Yeah. How does he know his dog doesn't like? You know, some dogs have the prey instinct, and they just want to chase. So if a, usually when a cat sees a dog, he's like, oh, gosh, i got to get out of here, and they run. And if a dog has the prey instinct, the dog chases the cat. But if you have a cat in your house, and you, your dog and cat live in the same house, or you're going to bring a dog home, or you're going to bring a cat into the house, you need to associate the cat with pleasure. And the best way to do it would be to isolate the dog, maybe put him in his crate. And and whenever you're nice to the cat, you're nice to the dog. You give him a treat. You're extra specially nice to the dog when the cat is around. And the dog will learn to associate the cat with pleasure and not something unpleasurable. And that's that's probably the way I would do it. What I did with mine is when I brought my dog into the house with four cats, I put it in a pen in the living room, kept the dog in there. And if the cats were curious, they came up to the pen and one actually jumped in and became best buddies with the dog. Is that it Nike? Took, You're talking about yeah, Nike? Yeah, it took a while. I mean, I had that pin up for almost a year, you know, and I let the dog out and monitor him around the cats, but... Uh, well, Mikey thinks he is a dog. Yeah, he Doesn't does. He? Yeah. Mm. But it worked slowly. They got along. That's good to hear. There, I hope we answered your question, Larry, and hopefully we didn't confuse you more. I want to thank Paula Poundstone for joining us today, and we'll catch you next week right here on this fine station. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. This is Animal, Animal. 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 Radio. Radio. Network. Network.